Hello and welcome to the Collective Wisdom Podcast, the podcast that explores how to be a wiser version of yourself. This is a podcast that helps you to tap into your own inner wisdom and find the answers within you for how to live your best life. I'm your host, Kat Preston. I'm a certified life coach and I help people to turn down the noise in their heads and tune into the wisdom in their hearts. Every week I'll be asking my guests to tell their stories about what they've learned along the way and share some of their wisdom with us. I'm so thrilled you can join us. This season of the Collective Wisdom Podcast is brought to you by Between Tracks Media Productions. Chris Hall Franzkoviak set up Between Tracks with a mission to make the process of setting up and producing a podcast as easy and pain-free as possible. He does all that and more with his super-organized system for file sharing, his tips and advice on everything from which equipment to buy to how to get the best sound quality. The service at Between Tracks is amazingly professional, reasonably priced, and above all, Chris is just a really nice guy to work with. I think it's fair to say that without his help, there wouldn't be a Collective Wisdom podcast. Wisdom, as we all know, is about understanding your own limitations, and mine on the technical side were pretty high. As ever, there's a link in the show notes for his website and contact details. Thanks so much to Chris at betweentracks.com. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode eight of the Collective Wisdom podcast. I'm so excited to be sharing my incredible guest with you this week. Jude Galea is a medical consultant currently working on the front line in some of our busiest London hospitals. She's also an absolute powerhouse of a woman with a wisdom far exceeding her years, who's recently been asking herself the question, what if? What if we explored some of those alternative healing modalities, often based on ancient wisdom, and discovered how they could be used in parallel with modern medicine to give us a more holistic approach to our health and well-being. Jude shares with us her story about the challenge of taking full responsibility for our lives so that we can move away from blaming others and explore what it really means to honour our true selves. And we talk about how to use your fear as fuel as she has stepped into her new identity as Dr. Body, Mind, Soul in her quest to challenge convention and explore new ways to bring healing and well-being to her patients. We recorded this interview just before Christmas and I'm still so grateful to Jude for taking the time as it was clear that after many, many months of working tirelessly on wards full of COVID patients, she was absolutely exhausted. It gives me the opportunity to express my gratitude, which I know is shared by an entire nation, to all the thousands and thousands of medical professionals who've been heroically facing this relentless challenge for so long now. But also to mention the hospital porters, cleaners and support staff who continue to risk their lives every day and work under such challenging conditions to help those who've been affected by this virus, which continues to tear through our communities, leaving a trail of death and serious illness in its path. It's hard to find the words to express how grateful we all are to those people who, knowing the risks, continue to show up and do their job. And just as Jude's story about a simple act of kindness highlights, we all have the capacity to seek out these brave souls and find ways to show our appreciation. So this episode is dedicated to them all with so much gratitude and such great admiration. I'm so thrilled to be able to introduce such an amazingly talented and accomplished guest to share her wisdom with us all today. 
Not only is Jude Galea a fully trained medical consultant working in a busy London hospital, she's also the host of the incredible Dr. Body, Mind, Soul podcast, where she steps out of the A&E department to interview guests from the world of alternative therapies. Here she gets to investigate the crossovers between the modern science of Western medicine and the ancient wisdom of Eastern traditions and lesser explored healing modalities. Her quest is for an integrated approach to healthcare and healing with more understanding of that powerful mind-body connection and how we can all harness that power to help lead more balanced, healthy lives. Dr. Jude also brings her own vast wealth of knowledge and understanding to the table, having spent the last 15 years working in hospitals whilst volunteering in Africa, the Amazon and Asia. She's also trained as a relationship coach in Colorado and has studied soulful psychology in London. Jude really does have first-hand experience, having tried everything from downward dogs to plant medicine and is here to uncover the real evidence behind alternative therapies to help us all seek deep healing and experience true health. I first met Jude when she was in the process of launching her podcast and what struck me most was her compassion and drive to help patients in ways that extends beyond the limitations of our current health service. She really does care about helping people lead healthy lives. She's an absolute powerhouse of a woman who is doing such pioneering work to shine a light on the alternatives that are available and share them with a wider audience. Jude, thanks so much for being here to share your immense wisdom and experience with us. I know this is an incredibly busy time for you at the moment, given we're in the midst of a global pandemic. So I really appreciate you for the time you've taken to join me today. So tell me a bit more about Dr. Body, Mind, Soul and the fascinating story of how it all came about. Thank you, Kat. Gosh, Dr. Body, Mind, Soul. I mean, you've almost described how it came about because I think Dr. Body, Mind, Soul for me is my life's work. It's where I get to express and bring together all of the experiences I have gone through personally and professionally. And through through all of the experiences that I have had, I've just noticed questions that have that, that have come to my mind. I've been very curious to find out the, the layer beneath what we're being presented with. And I think that willing to question and um, the ability to question and also the curiosity about where to find the questions or to push myself that bit deeper has 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 brought me here, which really Dr. Body Mind Soul is is to look a bit deeper than the the Western medical approach tends to look, which is just very much purely on the physical body and looking for illness and less of a focus of the deeper root of that symptom um, and what's driving the illness. So instead of using drugs just to manipulate the physiology and to make the numbers better, which then, you know, I'm more interested in why is that what, why, why is that arising? And is there what, what, what plane, what, you know, on what plane, on what level is the suffering beginning? And I, I noticed that when I was studying psychology, for example, and I was studying relationships, they were bringing in body-mind research that actually I'd never been taught at medical school. And I was just really fascinated by, by that. And I thought, why don't we know that? Why don't I know about other alternative therapies? And you know, going to a yoga retreat once and meeting a massage therapist who loved dealing with chronic back pain. It's like, oh, there are people who really want to do that. The medical world hate dealing with that. And all we do is give opiate medications. Like there are actually practitioners in the world who 
we want to specifically deal with this and view the body in a totally different way. So I kind of, yeah, I was led by that curiosity. And so I really believe that Dr. Body, Mind, Soul has, has been the culmination of like so many experiences. And I didn't always know I was going to arrive here. And I've been on a search for my purpose for quite some time now. And just feeling like there's, you know, nothing quite felt right until this year and I felt it really strongly and I was really invited and and wanted to step into my purpose more and was guided to to birth Dr Body Mind Soul. That's an incredible story and I I love that whole idea of this coming together of all the little strands of you know being a, a medical medically trained doctor and then just exploring things things that have worked for you personally you know in terms of Maybe you have back pain yourself because obviously doctors also get ill, but it's not just necessarily a, a prescription that's going to help you. This, this deeper level of understanding what is actually going on underneath all of this. Well, that's what I want to know. I think that's why I got into medicine at the first, in the first instance. Like I wanted to know what's wrong. Like that's what drives like a doctor. Like doctors are detectives. Yeah, I love that when you were explaining that. To, to, to look through your story and to find out the clues for what may be putting you at higher risk of developing this disease. But that's where the medical system sort of stops, that they're not looking at what is causing those chemicals to be out of balance. And there's not a consideration of your emotional landscape and how that interacts with your psychology. And so actually giving us the power to really get deeper and and I've always wanted to get deeper with my health. You know, I've wanted to get to the root cause. So I know there are people like me who don't perhaps just want to rely on medication, but are, are you know, they want to go deeper with, with how they manage them themselves. And um, so I want to share what I've learned and learn more on the way. Yeah, that's incredible. And I think this this whole philosophy around the emotional system, the things that we sometimes don't really explore but are, you know, only we can really know how we feel about something and start to explore perhaps why we feel about this. And, and, you know, that back pain might be caused by something totally extrinsic, just stress from a difficult relationship at work or problems at home, you know, that that stress can then interpret itself in our body in different ways. And so we go and we present with back pain, but unless we actually start to pull on that thread and say, well, where's that coming from? We're never really going to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, just fascinating. Yeah, that's it. I was listening to um, the the episode with Dr. David Hamilton on the placebo effect and Mm -hmm. how, you know, that once you believe something might work for you, you can really start to, your brain just jumps in once it believes that this might work then actual chemicals are produced in your brain and I think what I loved the most about it was because at the end of the podcast he was talking about how acts of kindness can actually have this physiological effect on our bodies you know we do produce oxytocin and chemicals and dopamines that that really do heal us and this this talking about you know when you are 
are acting in a generous way or thinking about people in, in, in ways that are kind, your heart really does open and that sort of relaxes all the muscles around it and has this really great effect. So hearing the science behind something that we all kind of know makes sense was just fascinating. So that brings me into your first story, which is an act of simple kindness that's impacted you. Yeah, I mean, I love just, you know, um, thinking about the body in, in that sort of way and, and in in a way that's got a real poetry to, you know, what's actually happening physiologically and what's actually happening emotionally. And there's like, you know, the, the body's full of poetry like that. And I actually experienced such a radical act of self, of, of kindness really recently that I wanted to share. It was last week. So... I was showing up to the, cl- uh, the class that actually me and you met at, Kat. It was a Tuesday evening and um, the past couple of weeks I've just come onto this, you know, class and we catch up with how we are feeling and what we've been doing to get to move our purpose forward. And just the last, you know, couple of weeks, I just sort of arrived on those calls and had absolute word vomit, you know, just like, I'm just so overwhelmed. (laughs) Which is not surprising given everything that's going on at work. I mean, just incredible. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that's all I was just able to get out on the, on the calls, just like, you know, there's just so much, I don't know where to start. And and I guess like all the solutions to my problems just mean about 10 steps of extra work at the moment. It's like, oh, mm. go and listen to this video and then take notes. And then, then you'll have a clearer idea about your copy. And it was just like, oh, I just want someone to do this for me. Inside, that was really happening. I just want help. <laughs> so, yeah, I was feeling really overwhelmed. And I really had this sense of like, I just need help. I just just want someone to, to do this for me. And I really realized that's what I really wanted. And then out of the blue, another girl who'd been on that call sent me this text and just said, check your emails. And I was like, okay. So I checked my emails and she had gone and listened to all those videos. She had transcribed all of my bits from those videos to then help me with the copy. She had re... And I just was overwhelmed by that act of kindness and it really made me see that kindness really exists and it really just by that act alone I felt so supported I felt so held I felt so seen I felt so supported and that in itself is just was just made me feel so much more capable and able knowing I had someone so kind on my on my side and I could already feel like indebted and but also just really grateful to receive that I felt just so grateful to receive that and I just it made me understand kindness in a different way and made me feel like it's so kind when you see someone struggling and they may not be able to ask explicit or they may not be able to they, they may not want to explicitly ask for help but if you see what is going on with someone and you can help, that can be such a gift. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think sometimes we we wait till someone asks for our help. But to be seen before you're at, they the ask for help and to, to see she's, she's really struggling and I can do this thing for her. Oh, so yeah. Sour. That's oh, so my incredible. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. 
And it's so insightful what you're saying about, you know, often we don't ask when we really, really need it. You know, what we're doing is it's just overwhelm and stress and you're just talking at a million miles an hour. And that's if you can just see somebody where they're at and say, what can I do to just take one thing off your plate? And, or, or even just go and do it. Just go, it, you know, may not have actually been the help that they needed at the time, but just that that sense of feeling supported and oh. yeah, such a power. And not having to ask, like, like, you know, I think that was also such a gift because it can be hard to ask for help mm. for some people. And for me, I'm not someone who, yeah, I, I think I'm realizing I'm not perhaps very used to asking for help. Yeah. Certainly not from, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not very good at it. So to actually not have to ask, and for it for someone to see you and step in oh my goodness like that mm-hmm. that's such an act of kindness regardless of what you do yeah. like you can do and like you know to, to have someone's intention of like wanting to help you and then and re- really deeply receive that but just what you're saying before from that I've kind of, like I felt more relaxed I felt more support I felt supported I felt more capable Oh, yeah. Just feeling seen and heard. So a conversation that you've had and someone has really seen and heard you and then a little bit understood you because, you know, what they saw was just, wow, she's got all this going on. And I'm sure part of it is because they can see that you're really having to work so hard at work, you know, with with everything that's going on. How can I support someone in that role who's doing all this good stuff and they want, you know, they want to get this project off the ground and here I am and I've got a bit of time and I can just, yeah, I can just do that for them. That's incredible. What I can't do is walk into a hospital ward and take any of that weight off your shoulders, but I can really help with this stuff is just so powerful. Yeah, it was really, and it's an, I think it's a really interesting thing that you're pointing out on because I think that something that um, one of my coaches said to me when I was telling her about this act of kindness and how touched I'd felt, she said, you know, you, you inspired that. And I had told, and I told a friend a year before when she was going through a PhD and going through a really, really difficult time and her work colleagues really rallied behind her to help her finish her project and did things well above and beyond. And I said, you know, you, you, you inspired that. And I think when people see, you working really hard and like when you when they see you trying your best and when they see you I think also you allow you you're, you allow yourself to be seen in the struggle that you perhaps are that willingness just to be in that struggle and overwhelmed and express it yeah and does allows someone who's in a more resource space to see that to, to let to let them know what's going on for you and then they're able to step in with a with a with an act of kindness if they're in a more resourced space. Yeah. So like inviting that in, I think, is also important. It's what we can all do for ourselves when we need help. But we can't explicitly say, I need help. But actually the next best thing I think is just to be really honest with where you're at. And if that is overwhelm and if that is just like ridiculously under pressure, by by saying that the more sensitive or intuitive amongst your friends may pick up on, you know, pick that up. And, and so it's a two-way street. I think part of like receiving kindness is also letting 
people know you're struggling. Absolutely. And this comes back to this whole being in touch with your emotions. So when you're feeling overwhelmed, that's quite often when you don't, you go into this, I'm fine. Don't worry. It'll be fine. You know, or certainly for me, that's true. Mm -hmm. It's actually when I'm most overwhelmed that I'm more more likely to brush people away and sort of, and not express the vulnerability of how I'm feeling yeah because I'm in that you know high cortisol sort of stress mode Um, that's really interesting because we become more single-minded more focused less relational less able to take someone else's point of view on because we're really we've really reached that stress yeah when I get when I get stressed I become very focused and I try to cut out all 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 the other noise I just need to settle my own mind and there's so much going on in my head at that point but yeah, being able to express that then does signal to the, to those around you what's really going on. And then they're able to spot how they can help you if they can. Yeah. And some people may, may, may be able to and, and some people are, 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 are not, you know, so. Yeah, not everybody will. But I think it's it's what you were saying about inviting that you're acknowledging just yourself first yeah. and foremost. Okay. This is not, I haven't got this. I haven't, you know, I, I do need some help here. And just how how that opens up a space for people to be of help if they can. Whereas yeah. otherwise it can turn quite quickly into, you know, especially with your close relationships, it can turn into conflicts because you you get short-tempered and you snap and then they snap back and then everybody's going, before you know it, it's, it's made things worse. Whereas just stopping and saying, okay, what I'm feeling here is, this and that's when kindness can often yeah I think that's so true it's 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 leading with vulnerability Mm. you know when you lead with vulnerability you know and you're just like I am just exhausted or I am just overwhelmed then yeah it does invite you can be met there Mm. but if you do hit if you just if you if you don't catch yourself or don't recognize that that's what you're feeling and that's why you're expressing yourself in such short snappy ways yeah you're not going to yeah you're not going to receive that because the other person over there is going to get quite um defensive her over there in a radical <laughs> skew. yeah no that and that's such a beautiful story just as such a tiny example and i'm finding more and more that those acts of kindness is the last thing that happened that springs to mind, you know? So when you first discuss this whole concept, it's like, oh, people think they have to find something that had a massive impact, but often it's just the last thing they can remember where something really touched their heart because Mm. it was, it was so generous. And yet for that person, it probably wasn't such a big, you know, you, you offer it when you, when you do have the space and you do have the time and you just see somebody who needs, needs that extra help. And I'm sure at the moment, I mean, anything we can do for people like you who are on the front line working under such pressurized conditions, it's just, yeah, to just be mindful that anyone in that position really does need those acts of kindness more than, more than ever at the moment. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you phenomenal so I know that you have been someone who has always just um, risen to challenges and you know when I heard your life story and you've been a flying doctor in Australia and you've volunteered in Africa and you, you just have this sense of taking life by the horns and just go get it you know what does it have to offer so I was really intrigued to hear you know what kind of challenge that you would be talking about that you've overcome and how 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 you've done that yeah I think you know my biggest challenge oh gosh yeah my biggest challenge has been 
to take full responsibility for my life. Mm. And I think it's a work in progress, but I'm stepping into that more and more and more. And I think that that's the journey of adolescence. You know, that is our adolescence. Our adolescence is the time where we are, you know, becoming an adult. But in order to fully step into that adulthood, you need to find out who you are. And that's the process. Yeah. And you need to differentiate from your parents. And that's a real process. And I think over the last, I think half of my life I've been in my adolescence, really trying to find out who I am. And I I think that's what's driven my, the challenge of, of why I've wanted to meet challenges is to find my limits, to find out how I act in certain ways, what's important to me, what I need, what I want. And what I'm capable of and so I think that really really taking radical responsibility for all aspects of my life has been the story of my adolescence and and that's been a a, a huge challenge because when we're not taking responsibility for our lives we blame that's so true and we blame and we blame others and I had a lot of blame Mm. and and um it took a lot of work um, to step away from the blame and find my part, own my part, and take responsibility for my part to then make a change. Mm. And um, wherever in my life I have decided to take responsibility, I've seen radical change. But that is a process and that has taken me a really long time. Yeah, that's so, so wise, Jude. I think as a society, we we have this concept that, you know, adolescence ends at 18 and often that's the point at which you leave home and you're suddenly an adult. And yet it, for me, it is a process and there's, there's no sort of night and day as to now I'm a child, now I'm an adolescent, now I'm a, an adult. You know, it's a, it's a real evolution and those, those powerful relationships in our lives, especially with parents, will continue to have an influence. And then it is this, that word responsibility is such a, such an incredibly yeah poignant one to use because when you step out of that, almost like being, like you say, a, a, into a victim role of, you know, this is happening to me, but what can I, what can I take responsibility for? How can I make different decisions? How can I choose a path that will, will lead me closer to something that I want to be living and how we do all have that freedom to choose is, is really powerful absolutely yeah yeah because there's consequences Mm. it's because there's consequences it's because it's hard to because you know when you make decisions based on what you want rather than what the expectations that someone else has of you you are taking a risk to disappointing them yeah you're taking a risk that you'll be judged by them and maybe you will be judged by them. Maybe you know you'll be judged by them. So then you're in a bit of a dilemma. Like, do I? what's harder? Mm. Is it harder to do my own thing and be judged? Or is it harder to not do my own thing and be praised? So, you know, there's a real... It's not, it's not because... 
it's not easy because there's an equal, there's not a right or a wrong. There's an equal number of disadvantages to advantages to every choice. So it then becomes a choice of that. Then you're, you're left with the decision of like, am I going to back myself? Am I going to actually go ahead and do what I want to do? Or am I going to take the, the other route, which is valid, but you will also suffer, you know, you'll, you're mm-hmm. going to suffer. And some people choose that consciously or subconsciously, like most of all subconsciously, we don't, we don't want to be in pain. And yet it can be really, really hard to take full responsibility for your decisions mm-hmm. and your life. And being true to yourself, which is what sounds like it's coming through for me, this whole, this is what feels true to me. And I've really got to own that and take responsibility for it. Yeah. And I'm interested in that context because, you know, for you, someone who's a trained medical doctor, the route you're taking with Dr. Body, Mind, Soul is a little bit outside of that conventional, you know, almost touching on the woo-woo and how that has felt in terms of, feeling maybe judged by your peers and colleagues along the way? Whenever I talk about, or whenever um, I, I talk about my project, Dr. Body, Mind, Soul, and then I sort of explain about what it is, I mean, I normally get, well, I get, I get sort of two reactions. Some people are just look at me like, you believe in that? Like, you know, <laughs> like, what? She lost the plot. <laughs> what? And then I sort of, you know, so I do, there is that judgment and I don't, and I don't share it with everyone. And there's also the reactions I get of just, you know, curiosity and fascination and sort of agreement. And it's normally when I sort of go into it a little bit more and just sort of say, yeah, we've never been taught about this stuff. You know, we, we like, do you know what an acupuncturist does? Mm, mm. Why do we not know that? Like, how can we, like, you know, we can't recommend it. Like, and yet I don't even know how it works. Like, we're just, you know, we're leading in with such ignorance, you know, it's not. And so I think the fear of judgment has held me back. And it's, it's not just from others. I think there was an element of of judgment in myself, uh, you know, that I was judging myself, you know, often, often how you perceive what others are doing is, is through the lens of what you're actually doing yourself. And so, yeah, I do think that there's there's a, the, the fear of, of 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 judgment has has held me back until this point. Until now, I'm just feeling so confident, really, that that I'm sort of a, that this is this is important to explore, and we don't know enough to be write, yeah. writing off these disciplines. We don't know anything about these alternative healing modalities, and um, there are healers out there who can really help with the things that we are really limited by. And I know that because I work in this domain. So I know where the limits of Western medicine lie. And, and I know there are healers beyond, beyond those limits that we can at least consider, respectfully consider. That's really what this podcast is about. And this whole project is about is just to open up the space for a respectful consideration of an alternative and have a look at the evidence and maybe question why there isn't evidence and what's driving um, what's driving the evidence that we um, use and just explore that a little bit deeper. So that's really what the podcast aims to do. And my whole Dr. Body, Mind, Soul kind of mission is about. But it's taken a lot of courage to to step into that, to say, this is, this is a little bit, I, I'm not sure if I believe it yet, but to be curious, to investigate and to 
to yeah stand up for what you think is is a, a greater possibility than perhaps the limited viewpoint of of medical school and what you've been taught through conventional wisdom which i mean that that is a brave stance to take so often just stepping into that courage can be how you overcome those challenges and fear of judgment so yeah I'm, and i'm yeah. so glad you're doing that you use you need to use your fear as fuel so like what is what is like what was what what would help you feel more armed against that fear of judgment knowledge evidence that's what's going to be yeah. like learning yeah. learning more like so you don't know so what's going to make you know like i want to know so yeah that's going to really help me to feel more and more confident and less fearful of judgment because I'm going to be armed with knowledge and so yeah it's also just like feeling into what the fear is and and what can help you overcome that fear so yeah turn your fear turn your fear to fear to fuel that's brilliant brilliant advice so that moves us to my final story which I'm just is always my favorite because it just opens up you know a little bit of insight into someone's personality but how how big a part does music play in your life Jude? Oh, music plays a, a really big part in my life. It has done for a really long time. I would say I would say I really got into it in, um, at university. Um, and me and my best friend would sit for hours listening to music and we would go out clubbing and we'd follow our favourite DJs and just absolutely get into it. It was all about the music for us. And I'm finding, I find myself, well, what I do is I sort of make playlists to accompany certain periods of my life and so you know and, and and that really then reflects what kind of emotional journey I take I'm, I'm in or or taking which is really lovely now I've got such a beautiful collection of like playlists that, that can really take me back yeah. to what I was going through at that time and they somehow really express it Oh, that's such music to my ears. Yeah. Having a playlist for different times in your life, because you've been all over the world. And I can imagine now that you can tap into a playlist and it'll just take you right back to that place. It takes me back to, my, to, to the place, but more importantly, it takes me back to the time, you know, it takes me back to my emotional place and, yeah. and what I was going through. And I go back and listen to different playlists and just feel like, such a compassion for example for like what I was dealing with at that time and or um or or real joy like as you say like connecting to a, a an amazing um trip yeah yeah no I I I'm I, I love listening to music I, it's, I find it's a real way that I can get into a meditative state yeah. um which 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 I really which is crave. for me the essence of why I asked this question in the first place because it's just yeah it's that's that's just how music's always been you know that's that's the role it's played and and I, I think that's universally true so how hard was it to to choose one track that you would add to the collective wisdom podcast list it was really hard it was really hard because yeah I didn't know what like yeah I, I didn't know whether to choose one that I'm really listening to right now that really strikes the chords or that I went back to a podcast, a podcast, I went back to, a, or if I was to go back to a playlist that really was an important, you know, help supporting me going through an important time and choose one of those pinnacle tracks. So I was thinking about it in all sorts of ways, but then the one track that just kept on coming up time and time again in my head that just wouldn't go away 
was um, a track by um, DJ Shadow. It just, I think it was, it just really signifies a time for me when I so fully connected with music and realized what an important vehicle it can be to explore your inner landscape through. Like it just was a craving at that time of my life to be going out and dancing and getting into the music and just like, really feeling meditative um in the middle of a club you know with my best friend there um who was equally like into the tunes as I was and um so I really I really felt it was important to go back to those days and my uni days when I was sort of 17 18 with Amanda listening to those tunes in such a deep and felt visceral way it really opened me up to connecting with music in a way that I still really strongly do so that's why I've chosen this track oh I can't wait to add it to the list it it feels like it's almost the conjunction of that point at your time where you were moving from adolescence into adulthood and that just starting to discover who who Jude really was who I was yeah it it was a yeah it 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 was it started me on that journey That, that was the time of my life yeah for sure for sure that adolescence which is only I would say just being completed so you know <laughs> yeah but but that but that Amazing. is what happens you know so um yeah. some people never will leave their adolescence um some people will be stuck in their child like you know it's it's not a physical it's not a linear process um adolescence and um yeah so, so yeah oh that's going to be such a great addition to the list and and that's what I love about it it's it's such an eclectic mix you know everybody has their own piece of music that that really takes them to that that one special space so thank you for sharing that and I mean you've shared so much wisdom here and I yeah wholeheartedly recommend anyone who's listening to this goes and checks out Dr Body Mind Soul podcast because that wisdom is all just there for the taking you know the people that you're bringing in and you're sharing it all with is the really really powerful stuff if you're interested in leading a healthier more balanced life so um, I'm intrigued to, to know what would be your one piece of wisdom that you would want to share the piece of wisdom I want to leave you with here is you're always where you need to be. Never question that. And I know, and I don't say that lightly, like I have spent so long trying to find out who I was, feeling frustrated in that, feeling all the feels, all the feels, but being lost, you need to be lost to find your path. Yeah. And you need to feel the frustration to drive you forward. You need the anger to break you free. Like you need, you need it all. And it will always be driving you to yourself. So wherever you are, whatever you're feeling right now, it's where you need to be. Focus, patience, trust and surrender. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That is just so beautiful. That's like poetry in itself. So thank you so much for sharing that. And listen, where can we find you? So anyone who's interested now that they've heard more from you, you know, where where do where do we tap into Dr. Body Mind Soul? Yeah, so I'm mainly on Instagram, so at Dr. Body Mind Soul, that's D R Body Mind Soul. 
and um, my new website is almost ready. So that should be again coming out or going live mid January. And I'm going to have so many resources for people to um, learn more about what I talk about on the podcast on there. There'll be book recommendations on there, podcast recommendations on there to allow people to go on their own journeys of exploration into the evidence and into the knowledge of alternative therapies that have helped me and got me to this point. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping people can jump on for all sorts of reasons as well as finding the podcast link there, but you can tune into that on Apple, on Stitcher, on Spotify, all the podcast platforms. Um, and the website's going to be called again, Dr. Body, Mind, Soul. So drbodymindsoul.com. Well, there'll be links to all of that in the show notes. It's an incredible resource already. I mean, I think you're only into sort of six or seven episodes so far, but everything is just so powerful. I really wholeheartedly recommend it. And as I say, yeah, there will be links to all of that. And I just wish you so much success on this continued journey because it's such a beautiful one, Jude. And as I say, thank you so much for being the person you are, for for lending all of that knowledge and wisdom to the front line in helping people, you know, really suffering at the moment with, with the COVID pandemic, but also for taking going beyond that and just pioneering into a space that is really going to help people in in amazing ways that we probably haven't seen so far thanks so much for joining me thank you so much Kat it's been a pleasure thank you so much for listening there are almost a million podcasts out there to choose from so I really appreciate you for choosing this one and spending your valuable time with me today if you found it helpful I would be truly grateful if you would rate and review it as it helps others to find us and if you haven't already you can hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts to be sure of getting every episode sent to you You can find all the resources we talk about and more about my guests in the show notes over at collectivewisdom.podbean.com or you can find me on Instagram at collectivewisdompod where I'd love to hear any feedback, suggestions for new guests or comments that you have. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're interested to know more about how my coaching can help you, you can find more about that on my website at catpreston.com. Thank you so much for joining me.